Hey there, lady. My name is Molly Conley, and I'm devoted to helping women reinvent their love lives, whether that's after divorce, dating on and off the apps, or in their committed relationship. Why? Because I've been there. I'm a former college athlete who filed for divorce three years into marriage, swam in the online dating pool into my late 30s, and now I am married to the man of my spreadsheet dreams who I met four months before the world shut down. As a dating and relationship coach, I help my clients shift the focus from being obsessed with finding Mr. Right to shifting to herself as Miss Right Now. We build a foundation filled with clarity, connection, and confidence, knowing she is worth waiting for. Each week on the podcast, I'll bring you love life insights and savvy guests where you will receive the courage to release programmed limiting beliefs. Discover patterns and behaviors restricting you from finding and attracting quality men and ways to choose yourself first so you can build a foundation for a healthy relationship with yourself and a partner. Hey there, lady. Welcome back to the podcast. Over the past few months, I've heard so many women tell me different reasons why they haven't found the love of their life. Everything from, you know, the parents didn't approve of him to the idea the person doesn't even exist. Let me tell you, these reasons can evolve into dating and relationship myths. Today, I am talking about the three most common relationship myths that I hear not only from my clients, but from my ambitious achiever girlfriends. And some of these might have been mine in the past. Now, narrowing down to three was really difficult for me, honestly. So I had to return to those moments, those stories the women have told me to really showcase the most common myths, as well as how they are linked to your dating patterns and sabotaging behaviors. This first one is for the perfectionists. A great relationship should be easy, or a good relationship means you don't have to work at it. Every relationship takes work. And there's multiple areas to a relationship. So let's lay out some of those basic areas where you and your partner will need to work together. Number one, communication. More than likely, both of you have different communication styles. Some like texting while others want face-to-face communication, especially when it comes to difficult subjects. Two, processing information and emotions. You might be someone who thinks their way through a situation and avoids emotions altogether. While your partner shuts down and he takes out his emotions by, I don't know, maybe running 10 miles. Number three, finances, your beliefs around money, how you were raised, your current income, your debt, your future goals. You can differ in all of these areas and you will have to work together to determine the best plan of action for the two of you. Number four, family. This could range from you know, where you spend your holidays to how does your nuclear family, meaning you and him look five years from now? Are you having children or adopting fur babies? Number five, health, another area with a wide range of topics. How do you two approach mental health? And maybe even what do we need to do today in order to prepare for aging into our seventies and eighties? These are just five areas you and your partner would want to think about, dig into and determine what needs to be addressed at numerous stages of your life and in your relationship. So this is definitely areas that you would have to work on together. Sometimes I think people mistake 
easy for compatibility, which is why I brought up perfectionists. Most of you strive for the very best in everything you do. And sometimes that means reworking projects or (laughs) one of my favorites, overanalyzing certain situations. So this can lead to rumination and second guessing yourself. You also start to overwork yourself and you have the belief that nothing comes easy unless it's perfect as is. You relate to this myth because if the person was perfect for you, you wouldn't have to do a single thing or discuss any issue, which can lead into another myth that the person can read your mind. Obviously the myth, a great relationship should be easy, can also lean into the people pleasers and justification behaviors. You can easily justify that the relationship isn't worth it because you're taking too much of your time and energy to make it work. When in reality, you could be avoiding tough conversations and avoid being vulnerable. People pleasers love taking on the responsibility and having the control in the relationship to make it easy for them, even though they think they're trying to make it easy for you. Usually a people pleaser will stay in a relationship for way too long, forcing the relationship to stay quote unquote easy, yet they build resentment towards the other person as the time goes on. All right. The second one. Okay. I'm not going to lie. This one makes my skin crawl. Your partner should complete you. Honestly, I hate it. And I do mean hate it. It just, I hate the idea of someone else completing you. You are already 100% whole as a person. So is your ideal partner. So is your best friend, your mother, your coworker. You are already enough. This woman is already believing she isn't enough as is without a partner. If this is you, I want you to think back to your last five accomplishments. And I don't care if you have to go back to like winning the spelling bee in third grade, your accomplishments were never divided into two. The only time your accomplishments were shared would be, you know, maybe you tied at something or you were part of a team. A team is not one person. It's composed of many people. Your failures are not usually shared. They're usually your lessons. If you do or have believed in this relationship myth, you probably have an anxious attachment style and have the capacity to improve your self-worth. Most women who fall into this group are people pleasers and more than likely this myth came from an authority figure. You haven't challenged this myth because you don't want to disappoint the person, prove them wrong, or see a different point of view for a variety of reasons. Like one of them could be for not feeling fully accepted by them after you challenge the situation. Okay. Now the third myth, this was tough to determine. I had literally like four of them that tied for this third place. There are so many relationship and dating myths out there, ladies. So number three, your partner should be your best friend. I have to admit, I believed in this myth until like 2016, which was when I ended my last long-term relationship before meeting my husband. My ex-boyfriend was practically my best friend. And when it ended, It left me without two relationships. And I will say that that was pretty painful for me at the time. You can't be everything to everyone and expecting it out of someone else is setting up your relationship for failure. If this is you, 
you might be moving back and forth from people pleasing to perfectionism. You want the perfect person to be everything for you and you're willing to try to do the same. When someone is wholeheartedly trying to have a relationship like this, more than likely they don't have the correct boundaries in place for a healthy relationship with a partner. Let alone, they don't accept themselves for who they truly are and what they truly can give and receive in a relationship. You may also struggle with expectations from others and the ones you put upon yourself. That felt really good, <laughs> calling out my old self for trying on that myth. If any of these myths resonated with you or reminded you of a past relationship, or maybe it reminded you of someone you know, then consider applying for Building Love Inside and Out or send this episode to them. Week two of the group coaching course is all about exposing your dating and relationship myths. Here, I only touched the surface with three relationship myths and how your sabotaging behaviors are affecting you, keeping you stuck. So not only will we dig into these further, but I will also talk about where these myths come from, how to release yourself from them, and how to continue to do the inner work so a new myth doesn't come in. Plus, during the group coaching call, we can actually work through your myths to accelerate the process. Applications for Building Love Inside and Out opened yesterday, August 7th, and if you were on the wait list, you have received your specific application earlier on July 27th. I'm only taking 10 women into the program so that each person can receive weekly accountability and support from me while being in a group with other like-minded women who want to put themselves first. Plus, you will receive two one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions to complete after week three of the course. I'm including the application form in the show notes where you can find more information about building love inside and out. All right, lady, come back here on Thursday as I'm covering the relationship roller coaster where you're sabotaging yourself by still meeting your needs. I will chat with you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode. If this show has helped you in some way, big or small, please let me know by leaving a review wherever you listen to the podcast. It really helps other women just like you find the show. Have a good rest of your day, lady, and I will talk to you next time.